Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to Banging Book Club, the book club where we talk about sexy books. And then we make a video and a podcast about it. I am Lena Norms. I'm Lucy Moon. And I'm Hannah Whitten. And this month we read... <coughs> Sorry, I've gone cough. Lolita! By Vladimir Nabokov. Nabokov. Are we saying Nabokov? Nabokov? Nabokov. This month we um, have Hannah, who has read how much of the book? All of it. The whole pie. What a Ravenclaw. I read all of it. I I'm not a Ravenclaw! <laughs> I wearing know. a half of jumper right well, now. you've been being really Ravenclaw recently, okay? Recently? I have read 90% of it. I was 40 pages away from the end, reading it as I was walking here. And then I read the synopsis, so super sad about the ending. Lucy, how um, much Lucy, did you? Lucy's been having... A, a month. A month. Oh, have I been having a month? The tide is high, <laughs> but she's holding on. Oh, I really am. I realise that song is definitely about periods i just <gasps> had a revelation yesterday oh my god the tide is high but i'm holding on i'm gonna be your tampon what this month we read alita and what has been the tradition in the bagging book club sector is that we do a noise review hannah would you like to start <laughs> Sorry, that took me so long. No, no, there was like, you were like building up to the disgust. Uh, Lucy, you... Because that's about how much of it I read. <laughs> A little squeak. And my noise review is... Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, not... Oh not <laughs> Pornography. Oh, I think oh, maybe sorry. now's the disclaimer of when we say... We're not going to justify every single time we say something to make sure it's not us endorsing paedophilia because I feel like that was all yeah, that noise was, yeah. and we've Nobody... been doing that all evening. So yeah. just so you know, <laughs> none of us endorse paedophilia. Nobody in this room thinks it's okay. No, and nobody thinks the contents of the book is okay. Yeah, but I think we should uh, maybe go back and to the podcast about perv. Yes. Yes, just definitely. Just FYI in terms we of the morality around paedophilia. Okay, more complex things going on there, but let's get into what the fuck happens in Lolita and what yeah. that book is about, so just in case you first, haven't read it. I would like to talk about our expectations of it, and then maybe um, do a brief summary for those who haven't read it, <laughs> what's it about? What did you think it was about, Hannah? Can you erase, can you think back to a time? Yeah, so uh, my knowledge of Lolita 
from just like pop culture in general was it was about a man that falls in love with a 12 year old girl called Lolita and uh, hilarity ensues no (laughs) (laughs) and there's just a white wedding at the end right and they get their white picket fence I um, Lucy mentioned this off podcast but I was the same as you I kind of thought that it was just a book of his longing yeah, that's kind of like and what I thought fulfilled. it was. Yeah, yeah. and okay. this was reinforced by Goodreads. So people on Goodreads who told us not to read Lolita because it wasn't about sex. I have words <laughs> to have with you. Uh, yeah, what are you defining as sex? <laughs> yeah, there's would... plenty of it. In yeah, this book. <laughs> or at least referred to. I think I had a very similar thing to you in that actually I didn't really get a lot from other people that had read it like I know, know a lot of people that have read it but all I've got was people going oh it's so beautifully written and I'm like isn't there yeah. a book about paedophilia and people are like oh it's so beautiful they do that with their hands yeah, you know no. people are like oh a friend yeah. of mine who read it like didn't quite do that but was very much like saying that the way that it was written, she said she was conflicted because it makes you, like, root for him and feel sorry for him. And I was like, it made... What? Like, I didn't feel (laughs) any of that through any of it. He's a totally un... An impossible character to sympathise with. Well, I I think the book is trying to challenge that. I didn't see through it, though. I was like... I think it was quite simplistic in that way. I don't think you could have sympathised. I don't know. Um, In summary... If we can summarise such a tumultuous book, um, key points of Alita. Can I start? You start, (laughs) Lucy. Okay. So there's a man called Humbert Humbert, who is a very attractive man, according to him, and a very smart man. He's a lecturer. Um, And then he, when he's a lot younger, he talks about in this memoir he's written about how he fell in love with a girl when he was the same age as her. Yeah. Called Annabelle. 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 They were thirteen, I think. Yeah, and then kids, yeah. she dumped him. I want. She to died. Say. Oh, she died. She died. She, died. she, she dead. Died. Okay, she died. And then <laughs> ever since then, he's been infatuated with nymphats, who are girls between like yeah the ages of eleven to fourteen, um, and they have a certain quality to them. Only some of them that he finds attractive. Yeah. When he first meets Lolita, he's almost projecting Annabelle onto her. Not even almost. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But then then she becomes her own. He also speaks about nymphets like he's the only person that knows the criteria. (laughs) And he's like, I know when I see one. They don't know they are, but I know they are. It's like like, like a fine wine. He's like, I've been trained in this. I've been trained in... Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Um, And then what happens, guys? Then, Lucy. Then he uh, gets a new job and he moves in with a lady called Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And... She has a daughter called, oh my god, what's her name in the Dolores book? Hayes. Dolores Hayes. And the book chronicles his love of Dolores, who he nicknames Lolita. And does anyone want to go on a bit <laughs> more up, about that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Humber marries Charlotte so he can stay close to Lolita. Charlotte dies in an accident after she finds out that by from reading his diary that he's actually in love with Lolita. Um, so she's dead. And then Humbert basically kidnaps Lolita and they travel on a road trip across America together whilst he continually rapes her in various motels and hotels. <sighs> and then um, he enrolls her into a school and he starts getting suspicious and paranoid about her like having relationships with other boys and she's like a teenager at this point. 
and then he takes her out of the school and they go traveling again and then Lolita gets ill and taken to a hospital and then she gets re-kidnapped by some other person from the hospital and then he's all on his own um, searching for her for two years until he gets a letter from her being like, oh hey dad, I'm um, dad, um, I'm pregnant and married, can we have some money? Um, and then he goes and sees her and then he goes and murders the guy that uh, kidnapped her at uh, the end. And then we find him in prison, and that's where he's writing. Yeah, he's, he's like waiting, he's awaiting trial. He's awaiting trial. That's how it's all. Framed. But you find he dies before his trial. Yeah, and then Lolita dies in childbirth. Was something we yeah. discovered. Mm. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk very briefly because I don't think we could ever cover how damaged he is in one podcast. The main character and what we hear from his perspective. Because what's really interesting is that actually the whole book is framed. As a report, as a real thing that has happened, it is a manuscript that's been delivered to this this man from a university. Yeah, like a doctorate. And he's like, "Hey, this guy is really in prison. Um, I know that what he's done is really wrong, but they he sent me this manuscript, and I actually think it's really well written. Here it is, and that's Mm. how the book starts. Obviously Mm -hmm. fictional, um, but it's framed in this way of like, "Hi, we've already given you permission to know that this is wrong, but here's a fun story. Um, So, and then the rest of the book is all told from." Hubert Hubert's perspective. Humbert Humbert? Oh, sorry, Humbert Humbert. I think. <laughs> Humbert Humbert. What should we call him? Humbert. Call him a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> the bad man. <laughs> the bad man. Um, I didn't realise going into it that it was written from first person, but then I think it's interesting how occasionally he refers to himself in the third person. Yeah. Mm, when he's yeah, doing he something completely untoward, he kind of goes into third person. Yeah. He, yeah. But it is, you see everything through his eyes. Yeah. You think by seeing everything through his eyes, it means you just don't get any sense of really how it's affecting Lolita. Yeah. Yeah. You can see how he thinks it might be affecting her and you get glimpses Mm. into it. But other than that, you only see what Lolita feels when he sympathizes with her, which is rarely. Yeah. Yeah. It is the case of the unreliable narrator. Yeah, it's really like he is the ultimate unreliable study, narrator. Um, the Telltale Heart at school, no. where it's this crazy man. It's like Edgar Allan Poe story, and this is crazy man who can hear heartbeats in the walls, and then you realise that he's killed people and put them in the walls. It's like that. It's like a slow. De- it's like the yellow wallpaper. Did you ever read the yellow wallpaper? Yes, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. She's going crazy. Yeah. So in that way, I actually really did not enjoy the book. I'm going to say that right at the beginning. Do do not rate. And part of that, I think, is because he is obviously so insane. The, all of the plot points are lost to his absolute madness. Like you, it's, it's indecipherable. Like you're not really sure. I wasn't sure what was going on. There was think, no pacing. I think I, he's so crazy. Yeah, mm. I grasped onto like the main plot points, but I got lost through a lot of it. I was mm. just like, wait, and what's happening? And when who's we that were person? talking about things, we we're kind of like, did that happen? Was it? Did he? Did she die? Or was that was in it? his head? Like, yeah, because he gets really paranoid and thinks that someone's following them, but then as the reader you're questioning everything you're like is he actually seeing someone or mm. is that just like in his head is he just like super paranoid and then like the way that he talks about his love for Lolita mm. I found really interesting and I want to discuss a bit because he's mm. like the way that he professes his love and like talks about his love for her is in this like really righteous way I was like, going to say like, like entitled like look at how pure my love is for her. Nothing could be this pure. No one can be this devoted to another human being. Mm. So it must be right because all I want is mm. my Lolita. And it's weird because never once 
does he express his love for her in a sense of I love you so much I just want you to be happy yeah no no agency it's not no. that it's I love you so much I need you to be mine yeah, and yeah. I need to dictate every bit of your life and I need mm. to pos- possess you but in some ways isn't that a really exaggerated way of how we've been encouraged to love people is like all of this like love songs are like be mine yeah. Be my baby, be my And the be whole like romanticization of like abusive relationships in rom coms and mo- romantic movies and yeah. things like that. Mm. And like, he, he always refers to her as my Lolita right from the beginning. Mm. Yeah. He takes possession of her. And her story. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. And then like her little bit of narrative that you get is yeah. his. Yeah. The one way that I feel like people could read into it as feeling sorry for him or at least being conflicted in a way is because the the way that he frames it Lolita makes the first move and Lolita seduces him mm. um and but obviously that's not no I mean like everyone out there if you're a grown adult and a 12 year old tries to kiss you just push him off <laughs> it's yeah. not irresistible it's, <laughs> I believe in you push him away <laughs> Like, yeah, twelve-year-olds get crushes on older people all the time. Yeah. It is your responsibility as the adult. <laughs> do not do anything do about it. Do they get crushes on older people all the time? You've both said this, and I don't think I've I definitely ever... had a crush oh, on my head teacher at school. On. Really? Yeah, no, I never three. did. How old are you in year three? Uh, yeah, seven. 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 I had a crush on my maths teacher through like all of high school, so that was like eleven to sixteen. <sighs> No, I, I never, not even... Um... Maybe all your teachers are ugly. Oh, all of my teachers, I can <laughs> we vouch for that. <laughs> and no. as we know, Humbert Humbert was an attractive man. Oh yeah, as we've been told many times. so funny the way that he brings it up, because he's like, um, and I have really good looks, um, but I'm telling you this because it's relevant to the story, because look at all these women falling in love with me left, right and centre. It's like the longest humble brag of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, and I'm not just saying it, it's, it's part of the story, it's relevant, you have to know it. <laughs> you mentioned it contextualizing like it's not just about his love for Lolita it's about how he treats women yeah there's a lot on him and other women as well no he's just I've got a list of all of his ladies do you want to hear it yeah Mm -hmm. so at first he was married and he talks about that demise and how that was yeah and that that sounded relatively healthy even though very unhappy and fucked up She cheated on him. He didn't seem to do that much Did to her. Did you say relatively healthy? I mean, As in he doesn't to. rape her. I mean, he, she was his age. Oh my God. <laughs> Our standards right now. Against her. Um, and he did think about killing her and her lover. There is that. Mm. <laughs> he didn't though. He didn't. I mean, in his defense. Then there's Annabelle, who is the young, the very his, young his 13 year old. Yeah. Then he meets Charlotte. Charlotte. Then he who takes, he hates. Who he hates. Yeah, um, and she sounds very pleasant. I would go for a drink with Charlotte. She sounds great. Really, I thought well, she, she had like a daughter. Massive she's a dick. bit of a dick to a yeah. daughter. Yeah, I think they have a competitive thing going on. Well, they both love really, the same yeah. man. And then he I takes say Lolita. Lolita. Loves him, but yeah, you know what I mean. He takes Lolita for a lover, and then he has Rita right at the end as a random distraction, which is a weird plot point to have. I don't know why we needed that. <laughs> I was like, who is Rita, and why is she here forty pages before the end? The... I actually quite liked Rita. Yeah. Rita Skeeter. <laughs> so, yeah, I also wanted to have, like, a little chat about the author's, like, intentions and agency. Because I've not Googled... Is he called Vladimir? Mm-hmm. Vladimir. I haven't given Vladimir a Google yet. But he's come up with something wholly... We, we can swear on this, can't we? Yeah, mate. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> really, really fucked up. Mm. I want to know how and why. Like, it's... Well, 
Well, this is the thing. What's the... I remember doing this like GCSE. Death of the author. No, what's the author's purpose? <laughs> what is like, he there's a whole school, school of thought where people think that you should never look into that and it shouldn't come into the... Yeah. Which is why people who are like, women's writing, you're like, shouldn't even think about it. Mm. But at the same time, it is... Who else have we read on this podcast that we've kind of been like, mm, not sure about your intentions? John Gray. John Gray. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Um, before that, I a little bit Naomi Wolf. Yeah, not crazy amounts, but she always has uh, some kind of agenda. Yeah, that makes Jessie, it sound like I don't imperv. Yeah, but all of these books we're talking about are non-fiction. This one's fiction. Yeah, that's true. Don't know if that makes a difference. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what to say about Vladimir because I didn't uh, Google him. Should I give him a Should... Google now? Cool, cool, cool. Let's cool. Google him now. <laughs> And then we need a, a right. sound effect that's like 50-50. Do you remember the 50-50 sound effect? It's like... Oh my God, I want to watch 50-50. Oh, what does he look like? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Do give him a giggle. On first sight, I'd say, well, definitely Hubert Hubert. Humber Humber. He wrote nine novels in Russian. So this was written in Russian? Yeah, ma'am. He's Russian. What do you... Vladimir Nabokov. Yeah, I gathered that, but I thought oh, we were in your English. What did you think? You thought it was from this country? No, we shouted foreign. Was essentially what I just said. <laughs> yeah, so he was a synesthete. Isn't that what Sana has? Yeah, I was going to say, colours. synesthesia. Yeah, he, and so oh my his, God. his wife and his son and several several characters in his novels. See, so it's seeing colours. No, seeing... Seeing colours. Yeah. Um, wow. It's a bit no, you associate colours with things. Yeah. Yeah, like so Tuesday might be green. At a young age, he equated the number five with the colour red. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, right. Is there anything about colours in this book? No, not really. Definitely a lot about senses. He's a weird man. He focuses a lot on chess problems, politics, and views. He was a classical liberal. Um, he's written uh, nine other novels. Thank you, Hannah. You're welcome. Um, called The Defense, The Gift, Bend Sinister, Lolita. Nin. None of them have had this kind of Pale attention, fire, though, have they? Speak memory. Okay. And then Ada or Ador. Here's, we... here's the thing I'm most pissed off about. Okay, go I on. I really like the name Lolita, but can never name yeah, it. Yeah, I was oh literally God, thinking yeah. this. Because my mum's called Lyria and I'm called Lena. Oh. Wouldn't a nice continuation be Lolita? Lolita. And Maybe and, people will and stop. And her nickname is Lo. I just love that. Well, if we yeah. make sure in this podcast we recommend that nobody ever reads it ever again, then hopefully we can get out of the canon by the time we all become... Are we going to reclaim Lolita? Uh, reclaim Lolita. Hashtag reclaim Lolita. Um, that's a whole section on Wikipedia about his views on women writers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's John Gray all over again. Oh, wait. Nabokov admitted to having a prejudice against women writers. Prejudice is in quotation marks, so he said it himself. He wrote to Edmund Wilson, who had been making suggestions for his lectures. I dislike Jane Austen and am prejudiced, in fact, against all women writers. They are in another class. Oh, that sounds pride and prejudice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, these so are, this is the kind of thing where that really a misogynist on some level. Our, our idea of his intent. Mm. What do you think he was trying to do? What can we take away from this book? I think he was showing off. Yeah? Yeah, Maybe. I actually get his, that feeling. His mad skills. Yeah. Because He's people... Twirling write... the ball on his finger going, look at me with the words. Because I don't think it's got a moral. Like, unless it's, unless it's the case of, like, it has a moral because the bad guy dies, but Lolita dies too. There's mm. no, like... There's no justice for Lolita in it. It's not like a Disney film where the mm. bad guy 
you like loses and the good guy wins there's no there's none of that in it at all mm. um and they don't explicitly other than the preface guy the mm. phd guy like it doesn't condone it yeah really it's kind of more of an observation of like this mm. is a thing that's happened and this mm. is the guy talking about it um so i don't really think the book is trying to be moral like yeah it's I not trying like... to be political it's not taking a side it's not if anything it's more taking his side because it's yeah. giving his story and it's not giving lolita her story I think it I think it tries to not be moral in that way but it also doesn't add to the conversation because I think there's lots of books that don't judge either either character but add to your thoughts on those people. Do you think you understand people who fancy children any more than you did before? No. no. But then yeah, yeah, I think this was a, a like an example of Nabokov trying to like master the Russian language and literature. Mm. He wanted this or he wanted his writing to be like, you know, when people make films about stuff they know nothing about just because they want to challenge <laughs> themselves. Like, but it's yeah. also like how any film yeah. about slavery or any film about, I don't know, something else equally horrifying wins mm. Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there is like, it's directed kind of like by a white man. If you drive <laughs> past a car crash, you will look because you're like, oh, like it's something gross and grotesque and yeah and and really kind of scandalous scandalous and uh taboo but also it's written in a way that one might might consider to be very well written so do you reckon the book's purpose is to satisfy our human curiosity into something that is yeah maybe it takes because also like lucy you were shocked when we were telling you the story that he does actually have sex with lolita because again we all thought it was going to be a dance and a and a temptation and and it was published in the 50s right yeah but marital rape was still legal then yeah (laughs) oh my word Basically, we're back in the dark. The age of consent in the UK. Oh. Obviously, this is set in the US, and he's French. Uh, he's, was he? I thought he was British. No, Humbert, Humbert's I French. Thought he's just a lot of his. I thought he's Belgian. Oh, oh so he's just showing Swiss. off. He's Swiss. Is he Swiss? Yeah, so he Swiss. speaks French because okay. he speaks French a lot. I thought he was book. just like an yeah. academic, so he just threw <laughs> just French. Just a French. Fuck's sake! He's, 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 <laughs> he's definitely European, and he speaks French, so he's from one of the French-speaking yeah. European countries. You know, um, it's like one of those people you follow on Twitter who studied philosophy, and then every now and then will tweet in French, and you're like, "We get it." Or Latin. So he, but then he moves to the US. But in the UK, it wasn't until like nine. No, it was until like the late nineteenth century, so like eighteen ninety something or eighteen eighty. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Something that the age of consent was raised from 13 to 16. Oh, and that really? was in the 1890s, so he was mm-hmm. in America. just born then. In the UK. I don't know oh, okay. about America. But maybe maybe similar. Maybe. Yeah, probably similar because the US was a bit ahead of us. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> but, um, were they? Yeah, because they, they got all the, like, constitution and shit. You know, they modernised. What we were saying about how we thought it was going to be, like, just the temptation and just him longing mm. after I her. think that would have been a better craft, in terms Maybe. of cr- the difficulty the kind of, of pull crafting. Away of... Yes. Well, that was those are the moments where I kind of like was on his side and I was actually feeling for him. When because... he was trying to prevent himself from doing it, yeah. that's when he feels most human. And especially mm. from after reading Perv, when we actually like mm. look at paedophilia as an uncontrollable sexual orientation, um, then actually if we if we think of Humbert Humbert as someone who has feelings for young girls and it's not his fault that's just how he feels about young girls um and then he's like in this situation where he you know is incredibly sexually Mm. attracted to a young girl and all of the bits where he's like talking about her and lusting after her but not doing anything about it and says that just the slightest brush or stroke from her like Mm. just being near her is like sending him crazy and he has to like control Mm. himself like, that to me, I was just like, oh, mate, that must be really hard for you, actually. Yeah. But he he didn't like Charlotte. He look, you know, he looks around that house to be like, oh, do I want to be a lodger here? Mm. Doesn't like Charlotte, doesn't like the house, hates everything about it. He's sees... about to leave in an hour. Yeah, he's about to leave and be like, never mind, I'll find somewhere else. Sees the Lolita and goes, I'll take it. Mm. Um, so I think someone who... Someone who has paedophilic thoughts and is serious about controlling them and serious about not acting upon it and serious about keeping kids safe would not have done that. Yeah. So no. immediately, I'm like... You're almost, offside. I'm offside. Because yeah. I'm like, if you had any um, concern mm. for the well-being of kids that you know that you are potentially a threat around, you would remove yourself from those situations. Mm. He talks about hanging out in parks. Yeah. yeah. The, the, oh my the... God, and just, and that description, I've no- noted it in my book of him getting a boner when there's a kid beside him um, at his feet, like oh, picking yeah. up a ball. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously not said, I got a boner, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. more like da- dance around. He, um... And then um, someone comes up to him and notices it. And he's like, he like dismisses it. He's like, whatever, they don't understand. I don't know how to show on audio that I'm shaking my head. Yeah. yeah. My when head when him minutes. and Lolita move to Beardsley, where she goes to school. Beardsley. Beardsley, Birdsley? I don't know. 
I like Beardsley. Beardsley. <laughs> has a sense of puberty about it. <laughs> Especially grows up. But um, the, he describes the house... <laughs> Sorry. That, yeah. Start again. <laughs> Sorry. He describes the house that they move into and he describes the view from like the living room window as um, the playground. Mm-hmm. And he's like super excited that he can see the girls playing from his house and then he just goes oh but the day after we moved in some construction started and <laughs> and blocked my view ain't that a pretty sight <laughs> I was like oh, you right, you're it's like rain on your wedding day isn't it oh my god that's a free rhyme you already paid um, the other really interesting thing that really, like, I wasn't expecting was how much agency in some ways that Lolita had. So while she wasn't given any agency, she's very, pl- is plucky a patronising word? She's very, she talks back. Like, even when he's raped her or even when there's not, there's, the, the, it's implied that he does rape her and it is clear that he has. She confronts she him. Says, she says, you said, raped me. Yeah. yeah. But then their relationship doesn't seem to it doesn't stop her from talking back at him or being sassy or calling him dad in this really sarcastic way i think she is clever enough to know that he is besotted and he is he can't control himself around her and i think in her in her situation where she is vulnerable and she knows that she's Mm -hmm. vulnerable um, this is the only way that she can take back any power yeah. is through how she just behaves around him and, mm. and by um, withdrawing herself yeah. from him and kind of messing with him psychologically and, and making teasing her him. feel like it's her choice to be there yeah and it's exactly. so not so fucked up isn't it yeah because he knows he's doing something wrong it's not like this uncontrollable thing where he's trying to justify it in himself he never tries to justify it to himself that's he, so true because he even talks about how he tells Lolita, don't tell the police, don't tell anyone, because if you do, they'll arrest me and then you'll be in an orphanage. Mm. So, like, he knows the consequences of what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And yet he still goes ahead and, like, threatens her and rapes her. And then gets upset when she throws a tantrum because she's a 13-year-old. What do people get from this book? I really, like, I'm struggling to see because, like... I want to, like... What is the moral? I want to, like, give Lolita a hug. And I want to be like, are you okay? Do you want to join Banging Book Club? Do we need to take you to a women's refuge shelter? Yeah. And can I call Rape Crisis and Childline for you? Yeah. God. (laughs) Like, do you think, do you think that people, you know, because obviously people have been reading this for like, you know, decades. Do you think our attitudes have changed so drastically towards paedophilia and we're so far removed from that that we, we are just repulsed by it and we can't enjoy it? What do you think? Here's the thing that I think we can learn from it, Mm -hmm. right? So to everyone around them, to everyone that they meet on their journey, he is Lolita's dad. Yeah. Right? And um, I don't have, like, statistics right now to back this up, but just Mm. from my general research and general knowledge in this area, um, I think it's safe to say that um, young kids who are victims of this kind of sexual abuse it's usually by someone they know a close family member or a family friend that kind of thing and so to the outside world the relationship looks innocent Mm -hmm. but behind closed Mm -hmm. doors it's not and so what i think we can learn from this is to like safeguard children better yeah and actually like have better responses to things and better i don't know things in place to like help kids in vulnerable situations where what's happening is actually happening out of reach Mm. of authorities and the police and social Mm. services um 
I remember a friend of mine who was doing social work at uni was talking about working with some really, really vulnerable kids. Mm-hmm. One girl who had been like continually like sexually abused by her dad and it had become her norm. So mm. this what she thought was normal. And mm. she loved her dad. And, def- and that's one of the things that's a sign, is if the kid, like, to, to yeah. no end will defend their abuser. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. But um, she was saying that they were doing, like, exercises and healthy relationships. And this girl, like, it was just unlearning everything because mm. she didn't know what the difference between, like, a healthy touch and an unhealthy touch was and, like, things like that. Wow. So that's, if anything... That's something we could learn. Yeah, from is that book. actually there's a lot of people out there that are, he's very cunning. There's nowhere in the book I think that sort of somebody from the yeah. outside could have gone. Actually, sir, you're gonna have to step forward with me. Yeah, <laughs> like there was, he was so clever about it, and so you know there were even moments, and he he starts to see this phantom person that's following them around, which we don't think is real. No, no, but I think it might turn out to be. Is the that guy what? that she runs off with. I just think the narrative was so unclear. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I just, think it must be, though, because just... she does then admit, like, oh, this was my lover and I fell in love with him and then yeah. he tried to make me do a child pornography and then I was like, no, and then he kicked her out and then... I don't but believe I don't... anything that the narrator says. No, in, you have the, to, I like, don't believe anything. question like, everything. Even his portrayal of Lolita as being intelligent, first of all, and being um, and having some agency and, mm. you know, making some decisions, I kind of don't even believe that level of it. Yeah. I, it's I all think... His, including the, the person following them, including everything. I don't... I think you have to take it as this is the diary of a crazy person. The fact that he's been interested in killing people. Yeah, and then I, he does kill someone. Yeah, I don't take any of that. I thought he was going to kill Alita because the quote on the back of the book says, you can always count on a murderer for a fancy prose style. Oh my god. I was god. convinced he was going to kill Alita. Feel but like it's like that foreshadowing, really isn't it? Because it starts, quote. you know that he's in prison, you know that he's yeah. killed somebody. Well, you don't, I didn't know that it was I prison. didn't know. I knew he was in prison. Mm. I thought he was going to get on. caught at some point. That's what I was okay. thinking. Yeah. Because he's always addressing the reader as, like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Yeah. So he, like... It's interesting. Because maybe he is trying to justify it. Because he's, like, writing it as if the people who are reading it are going to judge him. Yeah, so he keeps interceding and being like, by the way, if you're thinking this, just bear in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, no! Yeah. And I think there's lots of... There's this, this whole kind of betrayal, lies and truth thing's really interesting as well. Because when... Lolita gets finally does go to school and it's amazing. She goes into a uh, she goes into a, a stage show, mm-hmm. and then oh, this is the bit I've bookmarked actually. And then and then um, you're a funny creature, Lolita. I said or some such words. Naturally, I'm overjoyed. You gave up an absurd the absurd stage business. What curious? What is curious is that you dropped the whole thing only a week before its natural climax. Blah blah, blah. and then he, then he gives her a lecture about lies. And he says that he is really he's he's stupid for even sending her there because that's where she learn learns how to deceive him. Mm. And it's this whole and also the kind of idea that she drops out before the climax is really like ah sexual. Yeah. Oh god, the way that he oh. describes things because obviously you never he never narrates the mm. the sex. Yeah, the like never. Ooh, he never narrates god. it. It's always afterwards. But the way he describes it, like there's one that I can remember where he says like oh I've after I've had my fill of her. Mm. And I was just like, I can't sympathise with someone who uses that language. Can't sympathise with someone who rapes a child. Yeah. Um, but there's no attempt to make you sympathise with him when he uses yeah. language like that. 
Mm. What also appalls me is there's lots of books where people are in pain and it's abuse and it's horrible and people do usually condone those kind of books more openly, I think. So like um, A Little Life, which won the man book, was well, runner-up on the man book last year, everyone was like, no, that's just too brutal. Nothing that bad would happen to that man. No, that's just too much too disgusting who reads this they must enjoy pain but there's something about a a young child female child's pain that apparently everybody finds really fascinating and needs to put on classics lists and study Mm. and i'm like there's something about that really creeps me out and now when people say oh my favorite book is lita i'm gonna stop them and go look can you really just explain to me slowly why yeah Mm. i think so i really enjoyed the writing and the language of it at the beginning obviously i don't know how the narrative plays out. I don't know how... The language is the same, follow. though. I enjoyed... I, I respected and enjoyed the style of writing. I did like how... Um, when conversations play out, you don't just get, like, speech marks, speech marks, speech marks, and you don't... You're not just reading the conversation. The conversation, like, happens in prose. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I actually really liked that as a device because mm-hmm. as someone who finds kind of more classic literature difficult to read that made it easier for me yeah i think the way he writes is quite victorian and i think it's because he's this yeah. highfalutin person who thinks he's basically a victorian and he can get away with whatever he wants yeah. <laughs> it's this way of like this old way of writing that i think is is beautiful but i don't i don't know for me i was like it wasn't any more beautiful than an, you know i wasn't like oh then my trumpet. god yeah, yeah the trumpet or like virgin suicides which is like a literal masterpiece you can sit there with a paragraph and be like this is the most perfect paragraph like I don't know. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. Um, I want it from Lolita's perspective. Yeah. So I want I it to have never happened to her. Yeah. I got a bit down reading this book, and I got two thirds of the way through, and I got too depressed about it. Couldn't. Couldn't go on. So I took a little break, and I listened to the audiobook of Lolito, which is a YA book about a boy who breaks up with his girlfriend and goes online and meets an old an older woman and has sex with her. And that's also really interesting, but funny. How does how do you feel I mean, about that? I feel differently about that because he doesn't frame it as abuse, and it's a really interesting. I think it's really, really, really worth a read. But what does? But I think it's interesting young, to have the genders like, switch because it is still abuse of power. I think. But what does the young person know exactly? So, imagine if we got a book from Lolita's perspective, and she still didn't frame it as abuse. How do we feel about it then? Um differently well that's yeah because you'd be like you're 12 you don't know this is abuse yeah yeah so why is it different if it's like a young boy not framing as abuse i guess he wasn't kidnapped he like yeah in in the book it's a very soft kind of like shadowing of lolita in that he lies that he's 18 and takes her to a hotel and has all the power (laughs) so i guess yeah it's different side note if you didn't read lolita still read lolita because it's bloody great one of the best YA books i've read Lilito, she said there. Yeah. I really, really want to finish it now because I feel like... Really? Still curious? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really am because yeah. I'm like, what's the reason that this has the reputation it has? At the moment, I'm going to therapy and I'm having to think a lot about like human consciousness and what we do know about what we think and what we don't know about what we think. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I know, right? And Lena was saying earlier, like, how do people enjoy this book? How do they read it and enjoy it? And... I've been thinking a lot about how, like, humans innately enjoy stuff that is forbidden, that is on some level, like, sinister. Things they will never explore in their day-to-day lives and actually have no desire to explore. 
in can their day to day lives. Can relate, yeah. Mm. Yet they have this, yeah, the morbid fascination, yeah. but almost on, yeah, this curiosity and this desire for rebellion and mm. this desire to, you know, the way you want to be seen reading Vagina on the Tube? That. <laughs> People want to be I'm seen. I'm currently reading letters to my fanny and I yeah. love getting that out on the tube. <laughs> exactly. And people, you have this strange desire within you, I think pretty much everyone does, to push the boundaries. And I think that will be, uh, Vladimir knew that when he was writing that book. And that's part of the so reason why it has So is this book him just fucking with us? I think it's his idea. I think he's probably, this is a huge assumption, a precocious man who's writing a precocious book about precocious children and yeah. a silly man. But he wanted to do something so radically fucked up. He's a troll. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a troll. troll. Yeah. yeah. He's trolling us. Read it because we have this huge oh. interest, and we're in feeding the troll by making when the troll is on the syllabus. You know, and it's, it's also gone down. framed as intelligent. You know, what I mean, it's like intelligent fuckery. Like I don't know, there's something about it. Intelligent taboo. Yeah, and even there should be a section wrong, in the bookshop called intelligent taboo. There should be. It would have <laughs> we'll all put... sorts in it. We this whole book club is fucking intelligent taboo, isn't it? <laughs> I'll say so. It really yeah. is. <laughs> um, but like that, that sick thrill that's what gets people to this book and they read it for the language for the prose for the for the fucked up character yeah and like fascination breeds fascination fascination as well because i think the more people go having a read later the more people go oh no and And they want to go oh yes i did how many people in the last 70 in the last 70 years wrote about uh rape in a in a way that we would frame it today how many people wrote about rape at all? Yeah. No one. So this yeah. is one of the only books out there acknowledging rape as rape. Do you reckon this was With like that quality asking prose. for it for the 1950s? <laughs> it would be anti-feminist something. asking for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. There's something about it though that is so sinister and so wrong yeah. that drives people to it's it. It's just, oh, it's dark, man. Yeah. yeah. I think it's put us in a bit of a damper, hasn't it? It really yeah. has. The other thing about that, you know, you were saying, like, reading it on the tube and stuff. I did not want to be seen reading that on the tube. Mm. I yeah, had, I felt weird about it when I, I had I was. this weird thing. I was like, if I get Lolita out on the tube and people see me reading it, I just had this weird thought of, like, everyone's going to think I'm a pedo. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I was worried people would start conversation about it. Ugh, that was my oh, thing. The worst oh, talking that, yeah. that was the sort of book, if you read a classic on the tube... You get some what, fuck boy yeah. coming up to you being like, have you read that? Because you should read On, to, on the Road next. Yes. <laughs> and then maybe <laughs> try the Wild. Yeah. Oh my God. Into the oh, Wild. Our boy's own story. <laughs> oh, Into God. the Wild. Is it not just a man massaging his ego for like a good hours? Okay, Cupid. Scroll down to anybody's profile books it will say into no. the world every time like i feel like it's that film that they're like i see myself in him and i'm yeah. like do you do i him? would yeah that's the thing i would be suspicious of anyone who after watching the film or reading the book doesn't go what a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah you know yeah or everyone's like let's go camping <laughs> no let's go find myself like, on a journey you know, of self-exploration you know how, pe- how people say like don't fuck somebody um, if you go home with somebody and they don't have books in their house, don't fuck them. I'm like, if you go home with somebody and they tell you that their favourite book is Into the Wild and then invite you camping, don't fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not a case of um, 
if they don't have any books, don't fuck them. Like, check if they do have any books, also check what they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they're just... The final question that we finish on is, would you have sex with this book? No fucking way in hell would I have sex with this book. I would kick this book out of my house. I'd order it in Uber and then take it to a fucking asylum. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll call the police on this book. (laughs) Would you have sex with this book, Lena? I would not have sex with this book. (laughs) Although it's a very good looking book and you can understand why people would find it irresistible. It's got such great prose. Oh my fucking On that note... Next month, we're going to be reading How to Build a Girl by Catelyn Moran. Refresh my disgusted brain. Full of consensual sex. Full of and cons- vibrators. And, it, and masturbation, and it's funny. I need to read this just in my life. It is yeah. going to lift our spirits for the winter season, and I can't wait. Um, housekeeping. Hannah, you're good at that. I'm good at the housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video about Lolita on Lena's channel, if mm-hmm. you want to watch that. Uh, don't know what you'd get out of it after having listened to this anything extra but maybe Give just our views. faces our faces mm-hmm. um yeah like lena said next month is a catlin moran which was reader's choice by the way so yeah. thanks guys for voting on that um and in next month's podcast we will be announcing our plans for banging book club 2017 yeah. we're having a spa day so. <laughs> at somebody's house and just talking about the books can it be at your house year. it can be in my house yay oh, sorted sorted sorted, sorted me um what else do we need to say oh yeah um don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you're listening to this and rate us and leave us a review because we like that I think we'll be doing shout-outs in the next episode for people who leave us reviews, so leave us a nice review. If you want to get involved in the conversation and you've read Lolita and you want to make a video response... Or tell us why you liked it. Exactly. Please use the hashtag BangingBookClub. Any video reviews I will add to the playlist, or you can just chat with us on Twitter. Yeah, tweet it to us with hashtag at BangingBookClub. Yeah. And your link. Because otherwise, if you just hashtag Banging Book Club on YouTube, we won't fucking find it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I look at the hashtag yeah, Banging Book she, Club. She, she wow. it yeah. it to the playlist. I check it regularly to add videos to the playlist. She's a YouTube oh ninja. God. <laughs> the more we make peace with this, the better. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> if you want to talk to Lena or Lucy, then you have to mention them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to, and not, not just that, you have to like fucking harass me, but please don't. <laughs> oh, How should we God. end this? Pedophiles out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's called a Okay, we're going to say goodbye without overthinking the fact that we've just read a whole book about paedophilia. Yeah. Bye. 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 We love you. But not like that. But kind of like that. Would you like us to? No. Okay, bye now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm -hmm. 